Welcome to the Embracing the Mother podcast. And today I'd like to talk to you about a very important topic. And we could call it energetic responsibility. And what I mean by energetic responsibility is really how we consciously or unconsciously give our energy or what we give our energy to. We all know at times in our life we can get very exhausted or depleted, or very hurried, and it can lead to despondency or despair or lack of focus or presence and we can lose our focus on just the quality of life or on our spiritual practice. So taking energetic responsibility means becoming very conscious of where our energy sometimes drains away or where it leaks or leaches out. You know that there are certain people or events or places that seem to drain us more. And of course that falls under the term satsang, good company, what company do we keep? But it's not that the people, event or places are so much to blame, it's that it's our conscious or unconscious relating to these people, events or places. So the beauty of this becoming conscious of our energetic responsibility is we can conserve our energy and this is very good for us it, it really it helps our health our spiritual practice and just our enjoyment of life and if you think of energy as vitality and well-being and our ability to do and you know when we look at it more in spiritual terms then we can call it shakti it's spiritual energy and we all know you know if we're engaged in a spiritual practice that when we go to a retreat or a great intensive or take a great online course that we feel empowered that we feel wow we become more present and alive and we're really excited about interacting with the world and being but often that can very quickly or over time seem to erode a week after the retreat, two weeks, or then it's like, oh, I seem to have lost it. And really it's, you could say, it's, we haven't been conscious of where our energy has, maybe we, we have given it away or, or it has just leached away or that there's certain people are places that are quite demanding of energy. So when we take energetic responsibility, then it's like we have to look at where we can change this within ourselves, And it really has to look at many different areas. And what I hope to do over the coming podcasts is to maybe tease that out and go into different topics and areas and so that people can really feel that sense of empowerment in daily life, not just in a retreat or on an online course, and look at the things in life which nurture us and sustain us and which are a good quality that sustain us.
and of course then we also have to look at our own you know belief systems or addictions or speech patterns our emotions our sexual energy and our the places we're drawn to and why are all conditioned patterns and so we'll touch on all of these subjects and a few more over the the coming podcasts so it's kind of it's a very exciting area so even our own traumas our own unconsciousness can lead us to hand over our power and energy we'll get into that as well and that's a lovely topic around boundaries but today i'd like to look at the theme or topic of doing or over efforting and i have this at the start because it's one in the past i've been very prone to and i still have to keep an eye on it myself and it's that urge within us to to do and engage in the world and to help and to work and to find and to search and it's a wonderful energy but when it's on the go constantly when it's over efforting then it can it can be very problematic because it really takes us from presence and that there's so many things in the world to engage with or to do that we can be constantly doing our whole life and that doing can be a way of avoiding presence or a way of avoiding difficult emotions not to be with them so a difficult emotion might just come up as a a fluctuation in our energy field of sadness or a little bit of despondency and we go oh i'll watch a movie oh i'll ring so and so or oh i'll do some work and i get busy so you know we get busy then we get very distracted away from the pain which gives us some kind of relief but then we're in this spiral of doing 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 and i suppose because people in different countries now are, are going into different stages of lockdown again that can be quite difficult because our normal you know some of the ways we top up say our energy distracty mightn't be as available to us you know so going on retreats or meditation intensive or going to our weekly yoga class or just consciously relating to another human being or you know loving connection with a family member can be you know curtailed and you know of course we have other means there's spiritual literature we can engage in and nature if it's close to us depending on your lockdown and beauty and even just loving connection through you know different technology but really there's the potential in this lockdown that we don't have the normal pulls on us to be out so if we can use this time perhaps to really look at our energetic responsibility how we nourish ourselves and how we might unconsciously be draining ourselves 
and to find a balance, a very good balance, so that we're, you know, that we're full power, so to speak, that we're ready to engage with life and our spiritual practice. Because most people really fall down in their spiritual practice because they're awful so drained. I'm too tired to meditate. I don't have enough time. Oh, tomorrow, I'm too exhausted. And it's, it's a really, it's a symptom of our current age that everyone is so stressed and time poor. I understand like in lockdown people have other pressures like economic pressures or not seeing loved ones or sick family members or so creates other kind of pressures and strains. But regardless of what the pressure or strain is or time constraint, we have to take responsibility to see, oh, if I'm stressed or drained or tired, how can I mitigate that? How can I take responsibility? How can I nurture myself? And how can I really plug up any holes or areas where I leak energy away consciously that I'm, I'm doing when maybe I need to be just being? And you know, part of that can be that doing or over-efforting can be just this doing too many things at once. This is what I, I, I used to fall into sometimes. I'd have three or four projects on the go and trying to be multitasking. And, you know, you can do it, but there's not a lot of pleasure in it. It just gets too busy and quite draining. And it can seem very productive and dynamic, but we can lose ourselves in it. And often, you know, within this doership, there can be this real need to feel like you're accomplishing and that, you know, if you're doing something, then you're of worth, as if your worth is dependent upon, you know, what you do or get or accomplish. And, you know, that's part of life and it is important. But to balance that with the, the beauty of being, with a connection to the present moment and to life, and just to non-doing, just to sometimes not do. When I look back to my life as a child, I had the habit or a way of sometimes of, I'd sit in the window and just look out the window. I loved it, especially when it was raining, so I couldn't be out playing. And I just loved sitting there looking. I didn't know it really was, in a way, a nourishing spiritual practice. It was just some kind of innocent instinct would let me sit there. But we can very easily lose that. You know, in school, if you, you daydream or look out the window for a second, you're you know, pay attention, do something. You know, there's always this compulsion to stay engaged with people or what's at hand. And of course, with technology and internet, there's always a way to connect in with news and information and entertainment. There's no end of it. You could spend your, your whole life, morning to night on Netflix till the day you die, but, you know, 
even a Netflix binge will leave you quite drained, mind quite foggy and busy. Not that these things are bad in themselves, it's just to find a balance. It's really to find what nourishes you, whether that's just sitting with a friend and consciously relating or actually being with a difficult emotion that arises to feel it or just to relax. For me, I find it very important to have time every day to do nothing and so there's no work at that time, there's no pressure the internet isn't turned on, no Wi-Fi there's nothing going to call me out and that's important that you can't, can't always be contactable or drawn into something and really this is giving yourself little mini retreats or breaks moments or hours of presence whether you just read a spiritual book or a small bit of meditation or yoga that you learn how to disconnect from you could say this web of busyness whatever that is television internet people events And, you know, just as you can do that, you know, for an hour or two a day, you know, a full, one full day on the weekend of just being at leisure, at rest. And to feel that creative urge, whatever that is for you, maybe it can be an art project, maybe it can be reading. Just being with your family without that distraction of being pulled away. And I've seen this on Tyler and Treat as well, and the people, you know, you nearly feel the itch of to check the phone. Who's contacted? How am I wanted? What's needed of me? What's going on? And it can, of course, lead us into a big distraction. So this can be an energy drain, but it's not that we can't take responsibility to this, to really to conserve our energy or to let our energy come back, so to speak, that we recharge. So these are times of recharging and also conserving energy. So, you know, I invite you to look at your own life and your patterns every day, whether you're still working or in lockdown, and see how much doing there is and how much time a day do you give. And this is your choice. How much time do you give to not doing, just to to be, to engage in something that nourishes you, that doesn't demand energy from you.
or that doesn't mentally distract you. And I know some of us have very demanding schedules with work and kids and but it's just a matter of carving out that little bit of time. And this is self-care, which is so important. So could look in your investigation of your doing and not doing and how you allocate your time and where your energy goes to. And so that's just looking at doing and the next few podcasts will look at different areas and I wish you well.